0: hey welcome to the prison wallets so we have a youtube page that is basically the same as this podcast feed but every once in a while i toss some different shit on there you know it stretches out a little more like there's uh, an unboxing that ray did there's a little series i started where uh i'm reviewing some of the old episodes of buffy the vampire slayer and one thing I put on there was just some audio that I had from... This is before we started The Prison wallets, so Ray's not on these ones, but uh, it's me and some Toronto people that I know. We had this idea to just sit down and watch the same movie all day, like three times in one day, and just drink and talk about it and see if we could unravel the mysteries of these movies. And it really does kind of work like by the third viewing we're coming up with these weird theories and connections and stuff that you just wouldn't get without a completely excessive number of times watching a movie so i had that audio kicking around so i edited it down into these nice little more listenable chunks put in some music and tossed them on the youtube channel and uh Now that there's two of them, there's Heavy Metal and Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I was like, "Oh, let me just put those together and put them on the podcast feed for anyone who missed them. Because I think they're kind of funny. I think they turned out pretty good. So I hope you enjoy this uh, little divergence from regular prison wallets. There's a new episode almost ready that is... uh, Next one up is me and Ray ranking the entire Friday the 13th series. And uh, I think it's a pretty good one. So that's coming up soon. Thank you for listening. Uh, here we go. So let's discuss
1: briefly our
0: memories of heavy metal. How about you, Craig? When did you first discover this little gem?
1: Probably five, six years ago, maybe seven or eight, within the last decade for sure. Could, could have been 20, 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely, it was probably around like 2005, 2006 that I first saw it. It was badass. Did you just like stumble upon it or did someone introduce you? I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe it, it might have even been after that South Park episode that paid tribute Major Boobage. How about you, Maddie? I'm pretty
2: sure my interactions with Heavy Metal uh, arose actually from the magazine before I ever saw the movie. Because I remember just being at whatever local convenience store and they had it. And it was basically porno that... The shopkeepers didn't know was porno, so they would sell it to kids. And sweet, too, because it's, like, but it's still, like, really well-done, super yeah, well-drawn like adventure porn. Yeah, it's a pretty good comic, too, and, like, even the some of the, the stories that are non-porn-based are, like, decent little stories and shit, so. It was, like, the best of both worlds. It's, like, sweet comic books, porno, and a reasonable price. What, what more do you want?
0: Yeah, and I like, too, about the heavy metal... Um, Comic book It's similar to this movie In a way That like The stories weren't Really like Traditional stories Start Mm -hmm. middle and end It was just like Here's just some cool shit That's happening And just Just don't worry so much About what it means Or where it's going Because next month It probably won't even be In No, You
2: never get There was like Once in a while You'd get something That was sequential And it would last Like four months And that was That was crazy But even still Today I kind of wanna If I were to get A subscription to anything It would be that Just because It literally is You just pick it up Fun little story and then that's it
0: but how i found this like i knew the magazine because like my uh my uncle in particular i remember i had a ton of them and uh, just like in his room at his house and i was like oh these are the best but i was amazed when i saw this movie because it was at my friend terry's place and i only met him when i was in sixth grade so i was like sixth seventh grade and he had the movie network So we were just flipping through it, and this thing came on. And uh, I remember we, like, within minutes, we were like, put in a VHS tape, you need to record this. Get it in there, get it in! (laughs) So my copy was missing some stuff from the beginning. But mind-blowing. I'm, like, 13, I'm a super perv anyway. I always had a certain fondness for cartoon boobs. I was like, (laughs) this is super incredible. But then as I got older and older, I'm like, like, I just really respect this movie. Like, it is, it's awesome. There is no other movie like this with just this vibe and this style and like yeah it is the best i always think too of like i guess maybe a good example is what was that movie tax chicks um uh, stone age i always think like if i was a guy like that this movie would be my world
2: yeah this is everything (laughs) you've ever wanted
0: so i would like imagine like imagine if you could have seen this in the theater when it came out in 1981 and you got your jean jacket and your stringy hair and like your're Your chicks, man. You're, yeah, and you bring some chick to let you finger her while you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like if I could have a holodeck, that's what I would do.
2: <laughs> you just came from the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> you reek of cigarettes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would just be the greatest, the greatest you could ever. Yeah. man. And the soundtrack of this movie is Super awesome. This framing device of the lochnar
1: it's a terrible weak device
0: yeah yeah because they just were trying to find ways to it because i guess these were all originally in the heavy metal magazine in some form or another except the first one harry canyon but uh yeah like the lochnar talking a lot of shit yeah
1: to this girl he's, he's like, just like i'm the son of all evil and look how badass i am and really half the time he's not even doing anything
2: I gotta feel like he's, like, on the way to becoming all evil. So he's like, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. He's like, if I just say that I'm all evil, maybe people will get on board with that. Because really, everyone who indulges or who deals with him... Some people get fucked, but some people come out real well. You make thirty thousand
1: chrono bucks. You get to be a big dick, uh, yeah. sweet barbarian, Dan from Earth. I feel like there's, there's, yeah, he is faking it till he makes it. There's time travel involved because when he's telling the girl all these stories, they all happen in the future from that point. Like it's nineteen eighty-one or whatever when he's telling her that. But then, like oh, the guy, chrono bucks he- is in New York like sixty years from now or whatever it is. But her dad did take a space corvette to the house we're so just, it's a very indeterminate it's largely time. mustache
2: based
0: <laughs> <laughs> really when you think about it so you' saying that anyone could have done that if they were just bold enough to try and had yeah. the mustache to do it
2: yeah if he was a salt and pepper gentleman with a bold mustache you he would you'd be amazed what you can get done in your life
3: but
1: like the main tip off about the the time travel is because like the very end of the movie after like the big epic half hour like last story, she flies away on a pterodactyl-like bird, and her hair goes gray. Like it's clearly her in the past when she's hearing that story, and hearing all these stories has turned her into this badass Telerian or whatever. Because uh, she's
2: what happens is because the Lochnar tells such shitty stories,
0: <laughs> this boring failed, fuck yeah, needs to go down and
2: fails to intimidate the girl enough that in the future she is successful in her efforts where the Loch assumed she wouldn't be because it's all a reverse it's very Terminator style reverse time travel thing it's like oh that's not what was supposed to happen but it did because you're so awesome and I suck so hard it is weird too right now every time they cut
0: back to the girl she's still freaking out and being terrified and you assume I guess he's not telling
2: the story right I guess it's like gaze into me and it's like a Matrix style or Vulcan-style mind meld where you just know immediately. But That whole thing has to happen in, like, ten seconds. I think,
0: though, he's, like, just pleased that she's just so freaked out by the whole situation and seeing her dad die that every time he's, like, he got away with it, it's like, oh she didn't notice that nothing really that bad happened in that one.
2: So basically, the Lochnar is a really bold, ambitious individual. He's got one power that if you touch me, I can kill you, or I can make... Green goot, Yeah, a sweet brooch, a green goo, transmit my power. But at the end of the day, he can't do that much, but he's got ambitions to be this bold thing. So he tries to freak out this girl, who's going to be the Lochnar or the... whatever they're called.
1: Telerian, or Tech whatever. Yeah, Telerian, yeah. I think, it was yeah. it? Yeah.
2: But because... The titarian. The tits, the double tits, the triple Ds.
0: <laughs> do you think, too, that one story where he literally did nothing, the Captain Stern one, where even... Hanover fist picks him up and puts it in his pocket. Do you think maybe the Lochnar doesn't change size? So just those are giant people <laughs> so he can't affect it enough? Almost certainly.
1: Thick ass skin. I think he did do something that I don't think buddy would have gotten crazy and wrecked shit if I uh, went for the Lochnar. Right, but it but it seemed like that was the plan though, where
0: Stern was like, You did good. Boss. If you watch
1: Stern throughout, yeah, like if you only jump to the end, then that's a logical conclusion. But you walked watch him throughout when the guy's like teetering between the two personalities. Right. Stern clearly doesn't like it when he starts being like, he molests children and sells the drugs dressed as a nun. Like that's freaking Stern out. He that wasn't part of the plan. Yeah, and the Lochnar is making him do that. Yeah, the preschool prostitute ring or whatever. It's like a
0: guar <laughs> song up in this
2: bitch. <laughs> preschool prostitute.
0: <laughs> That was a weird thing too. Like this movie, it's pretty robust, 1981 action of just blood and tits. But that was like that was the scene that really is going kind of far. Like 37 counts
1: of rape. And he <laughs> he like he
2: throws a wink to everyone. He's like, yeah.
1: I yep. like the Rick James video for yeah. "Give It To <laughs> Me, Baby." What
0: are your memories of this fine film?
3: I don't know, just people flying around on space motorcycles and like <laughs> oversized boobs. And it also reminds me of like going into like uh, convenience stores and reading heavy metal magazines and being like, whoa, I could probably jerk <laughs> yeah. off to this. <laughs> I love that we all have very similar experiences and memories of the heavy metal franchise in general.
0: It had though, it had the sweet thing. So it started with Den this time and then it went to some other shit and some other shit. I don't know who fucking cares, but it, but, but they
2: skipped that whole progression of humanity
1: right from yeah. like
2: primordial ooze to hitler to fat hitler times
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, uh, world war yeah to II world bombers. war Two, which is where the bombers came in yeah that was pretty cool like I yeah, think that would have been awesome
2: just... it's an unfortunate that they didn't keep that in because yeah, that's
1: probably that's probably like what he said that's what they didn't have time to yeah. animate or whatever yeah. so that would have been cool yeah and uh, i remember i had like i
0: watched like a half hour on that same dvd it was like a half hour making of and i don't remember most of it but i do remember them saying that like when animators aren't animating ferngully or whatever when they can just draw what they want to draw was great (laughs) well i'm not saying it wasn't but you know when these guys have their their own time to themselves like heavy metal is what they draw they draw (laughs) shit like that laser
1: guns and boobs yeah Yeah. absolutely that's
0: what i would have drawn as a teenager yeah and it kind of makes sense i think that it's it's like it is you know it's like if you're you just like, wow, we get to make a big budget animated movie full of blood and tits. Like, put everything in. No time for this to make sense.
3: Yeah, that's true.
0: I guess I guess that's what we found is that it's it a is
3: metaphor for puberty. <laughs> if anything, <laughs>
0: that's a, almost certainly true. You know, it's
3: like a metaphor if, for anything. Like it's, it's it's just it, it's, a, it's I just imagine these writers for heavy metal were like we get to do a movie, let's go go sit in different cubicles and let's just bring back our each product and make it all the parts a whole
0: i want everyone to go jerk off and tell me what you were thinking about yeah. when you came <laughs> exactly.
3: and then they all came back and it was all just either guns and boobs or swords and boobs
2: yeah. <laughs> well i was thinking about murder Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I think about sex and murder.
0: Well, okay, how do we work I'm, that? Together? I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to be the first one to admit it, but no we one all were. To be the
2: first guy who was like, "I get boners from murder," yeah. and but then once once it was out on the
3: table, everyone's like, "Well, yeah, everyone does." <laughs> My main memory is that none of the vignettes have any plot. Yeah, it's just really. stuff happening, and you just you're meant to get really baked. Well, we cocaine was really popular at the time this this movie yeah, is probably yeah this movie's probably fueled by them. cocaine you're meant to get wasted and watch this with your with your dude buddies like that's yeah. and that's what we're doing I guess so
0: it was almost like a tease where we felt like we were figuring something out because right at the start when the dad comes down in his rocket corvette and comes home and he's like I'll show you I get my death orb that I brought home and we noticed he had the S symbol that the asshole from the end has on him. And we're like, what is, the, what is the connection? And then over the next 90 minutes, we came to the conclusion there was no connection and we don't know what's happening. Because at that point, yeah, like you just hit that wall where you're like, there's nothing in here. There's nothing for us to learn. But then when we jumped to the meta level of trying to understand the people who made this film... Do you want to hit us with that theory, Jason? Because I liked it.
3: Oh my God, man. like. <laughs> It just seems like they had a cocaine budget that was, may or may not have been more than the movie.
0: <laughs> oh, I like too, your I like your idea too of how it starts, like that slippery slope yeah. of drug abuse where they're like, alright we got all these magazines, we gotta turn it into a movie. Just,
3: one, just fire up one line and it'll just get the ball rolling. And then about eight months later they have the work print and they're like, we're done. <laughs>
0: We get it. You know those parts
3: where we wrote supernova FX. Like, everyone knows what that means. Yeah. It's fine. And that, that'll that be perfect. But th- we do get to the point where the production team comes in and they say, like, yeah, you have spent all of the cocaine budget. Um, I do really appreciate the fact that you've drawn all of this, like, starting at the beginning of human existence with the primordial ooze. <laughs> and then you show, like, the caveman. You have that, like, beginning of Space Odyssey moment where they're like trying to figure out like what the next and then you phase into like you know evolution a little bit more and you know you show like world war ii start to happen but you yeah. know
0: like that, that's the positive side of coke we all appreciate yeah. what you did there but
3: the cocaine budget is done like we can't give you any more cocaine money <laughs> until you produce more than these like shoddily drawn images
1: That's the point when they hired all the other animation studios. They were like, fuck it, pay money for other people to do it. They they
0: started calling around like, how high are you guys right now? (laughs) Really? Um, Oh, that's okay, though. We need the help.
3: (laughs) But but basically what happens is it's sort of a a metaphor for running out of cocaine when we get to the zombie part because they're just like, oh, man, there's there's zombies everywhere. They're scratching themselves, and that's where you get that whole... And also I was thinking that's the only part that is like horror in the whole movie. Yeah, the
0: other stuff has horror elements, but yeah, that one is straight up terrifying weird shit.
3: I would have liked for them to explore that a bit more, and I think that the buildup scene would have really added to the movie and I wish they would have animated that. But
2: wait, when does the last bag of yeah. cocaine
0: Nyborg. I think that's yeah. after that, right? Cuz yeah, cuz that part he's on the planet and then they're scanning it and that goes to the people at the yeah, Pentagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they must have got so some they must
1: shit have back.
3: more cocaine after that.
1: Yeah, as metaphorized by the guy snorting coke cop off the floor. Yeah, and Maybe the
3: that the makes giant, sense, too. Yeah. The giant barrel of cocaine and the two, like, stoner yeah. <laughs> aliens are just like...
0: And that segment is the most happy-go-lucky fun time, yeah, no the conflict. The, yeah, I mean, the spaceship's a giant smiley face. Yeah, though. they're like, we got out of that hell pit it and we're never going back.
2: <laughs> the most dire situation to the most carefree drug field situation. So they clearly must... something must have gone well for them. It at even point.
0: kind of makes sense that like that there was that that failed connection of the dad at the start having the symbol from the enemies at the end like they they fully intended for that to connect to something and to make sense. They were setting up dominoes that they were incapable of knocking down. I
3: don't know if you've ever done cocaine before, but that movie is a lot like doing cocaine. <laughs> we have all these abstract thoughts and you're just like talking to your other friend who's also coked out. But you really don't get to a point. You're just so psyched about everything, yeah. and that's that's really represented by all the boobs, guns, and the swords.
1: Yeah. And while you and everyone else is still high as fuck, it makes sense in your head. You don't feel like you have to explain yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. Nice. I mean, it is pretty
0: amazing. I think that actually, I think we've done it again, gentlemen. Honestly, I think <laughs> we have. I think we've come up with the best possible explanation for that movie. Because
1: explanation is lots of cocaine, yeah. Hollywood 1980-level cocaine
0: and it, that really does fit like all of our within the movie theories like we have these little bits and pieces and they're never connecting but this all seems to fit very clearly
3: the overlying plot is really that the the drachnor the the lochnar the, the, the cockfuck is, cock <laughs> is just telling all these ridiculous stories to this girl he's <laughs> coked
1: up too okay. oh yeah he's like exactly I am so the mad at what I did
3: the lochnar is a coked up dude <laughs>
2: trying trying to pick up an underage fucking, An underage girl <laughs> yeah. who is not having any of it. It's like, listen, this is what I did. This is what I did just today, baby. This is what I did today. Do you understand? I I, I made civilizations. And she's like, ah, oh, dude. But she's
0: still kind of like just moved out of home or whatever. She's still kind of too uh, naive to the world to just cut the guy off. She's sort of willing to put up with this. <laughs> and
2: that's the, That's the classic like... When you're coked out trying to pick up an underage girl, she's like, oh, you're you're cool, whatever. She's not rude enough to be like, shut up, you drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> but really, the Loch Nair's just a drug addict who doesn't realize that he's not going to pick up this girl at the end of the night. But he just can't stop because he's so into it. See my power.
3: Yeah. So cocaine is the sum of all evil? I mean,
0: it's not not that, right? <laughs> so. I, think
3: it, I think ultimately it's the sum of
2: all harmless fun. <laughs> like... Yeah, you look at it. Ben's totally office. Of it. It yeah, exactly.
0: All right, I guess that's it. I guess we're done. Did we have a sign-off for this? I don't remember. If it bleeds, you can kill it. Stupid bitch, get away from it. It's my <laughs> Loch <lock-nar. laughs>
1: Boner fast. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Alright, uh, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) There's your sign
2: off, the awkward, uh, (laughs) goodbye. Goodbye.
0: First movie, yeah, yeah, so good, man. Nineteen eighty-five. I don't know that I
4: quite realized it was that far back. So I've always kind of thought that this is probably the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, it's still the greatest movie ever made.
0: Yeah, it's fucking insane how much yeah. happens in this movie the for fact ninety that minutes. That was
2: only ninety-one minutes. It's crazy when you stop and take a mental catalog of what we just, <laughs> yeah. what we just dealt with. Like it's it's a dizzying array
1: of delights. Yeah, yeah. they just had him rescuing pets for like ten minutes, yeah. and
4: and the pet rescue. All of us agreed that that was too long. So it could have it could have been an even shorter movie and like been still as amazing.
5: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the pet thing, the pet bit went on a little long, but like, man, that movie was so good. So good. I mean, I've seen it many times, but it's such a good movie. I was saying before that I think Ed Wood is one of my favorite Tim Burton movies. This is for sure my favorite Tim Burton movie yep. at this point. Uh, but Ed Wood's great too. <laughs> as a side note, man, Tim Burton had
0: an uninterrupted streak of amazingness up until. I'm going to say Mars Sleepy. Attacks, I'd maybe put in Sleepy Hollow. And then it just, as soon as the 2000s hit, yeah. it's
1: over. He never made a good movie again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's like he made Sleepy Hollow, and then he made Sleepy Hollow a bunch more times. Yeah, he's
2: like, I've got,
1: I, I know got what I'm going to
2: do with my life. Yeah.
1: I'm making Sleepy Hollow
5: again. Johnny and again Depp, Helena Bonham Carter we're going i was he's glad to that. hear you say that about mars attacks because i was talking to some people yeah, I the other mars attacks. day and i loved mars attacks yes, and i was comp- everyone completely turned on me like that was the worst movie it was terrible it was, it was shitty and i felt like such an asshole. as you remember that was like his
0: first movie that wasn't a big hit so yeah like the world started to turn on him then but yeah it was a great movie but it had
5: That's like a such a cool style to it i liked it so much i gotta see it again
0: yeah well, though no, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is probably still my favorite Tim Burton oh, movie, so amazing. It's his
2: first, oh, I guess, his first three, yeah, yeah Beetlejuice. Oh my god! And it was like nothing. Like it had its own style back then. Like it was like this is a Tim Burton. Oh, Edward Ever-
5: Scissorhands. Oh yeah, oh, that, that. yeah
0: That's in there too. amazing. And like yeah, Beetlejuice. What the fuck? That movie made no sense. It was so but it was insane. So
2: good. so good. So good. Yeah. classic. Oh my god. god nice fucking model.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. what? What happened to Tim Burton? Like, cause that's the thing too. It's not like his movies are bad
2: but it's almost like he got lazy he's just like he ran out of ideas i've yeah, got my style. style i'm gonna yeah. start yeah. doing Complacent. whatever yeah no peewee's i was talking vin's never seen Pee-wee's big adventure and i'm like you're an idiot what's <laughs> wrong with you in your life yeah it is it, it's one of those like i love that when you know movies that you liked
0: as a kid it's so depressing to watch them again in their garbage like flight of the navigator is so cheesy and so bad <laughs> yeah. but then stuff like Pee-wee's big adventure you're like you're that's like, even oh better than yeah. i thought it was like at the time I was a kid, I was dumb. I thought everything was good, but it really yeah. was good.
4: He has a relationship with Simone, who is some sort of a rectangle monster. Yeah, she's
5: is exactly geometrically shaped like a rectangle in her face. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh,
2: her, her breasts were
5: okay though? Oh, oh my god,
2: those spectacular right? She's okay, she's she's
5: nubile and sensual. She's literally
4: but... a butterfist.
5: Yeah, she's got a bod for sin. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was that quote that when they're sitting in the dinosaur head? Yeah, God, and if you no haven't watched this movie, watch the movie. That before, no one ever put it in my puss like that before. Was that
4: the quote? That's quote. Yeah,
1: was that no, it? No, no, I don't no. think that's the
4: exact. No, one. I think I
5: might be paraphrasing. No, no
4: one ever
2: violated me physically, anally, and
5: spiritually like that before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anally, <laughs> and,
5: then, and last of all, spiritually. <laughs> yeah. And Andy gets all upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not what a happy fat man. I mean, yeah. And and what was it? who is Andy to Simone? And that's, that's her, her boyfriend, boyfriend. Her. Uh, so she fucked Pee Wee in the dinosaur head. They did not fuck.
4: What I find surprising is that the jokes that play really well were almost ahead of their time. Like, they play well, like, as time goes on, but, like, I don't know if half of those things were as funny in the 80s, you know what I mean?
0: all that meta shit of his movie version of his life, like, I didn't get that as a kid. That's, like, community shit now, like, you know, staring at the camera and all these weird, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, like, nuts. And even just uh, all the jokes about producers and how they are and film sets and all this fucking shit. No one knew what that meant.
4: The other thing that is amazing, and this is probably both Rubens and Tim Burton working together on this, is all the sort of looks. There's a whole other subtext to the way people look at each other throughout this movie. Like, little glances and stuff that totally sells a joke. and like, like Mickey looking down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, there's some very real homoeroticism happening there mm-hmm. based on prison rules. And that's fucked up if you're a kid in the 80s.
4: it's like And, oh. and it's done with a quick glance. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, less than a second.
2: It's just like, I'm going to fuck you later. Like, How come life that's... is good. I'm not in prison anymore. <laughs> I'm just
4: going to rape I, I, this I like to believe the that man. they did. Oh, for sure they
5: did. What they're talking about is the scene when they reach the cops and then Pee-wee's like, I have an idea. And then, in moments...
0: <laughs> oh, and right before that, he's like, the guy pulls out a gun and is just like, this is it, kid, there's yeah. cops, we're all dead now. And
4: I love that because there is no <laughs> logical point where they would be able to pull the car over, get dressed without the cops noticing yeah, like the Yeah, like, even
2: if all that stuff's in Pee-wee's bindle, which clearly it was, yeah. still. It's classic Bugs Bunny moment right there, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just, like... When he turns into the, the beautiful, sexy lady rabbit, and everyone's like, oh, I'm going to fuck
1: the shit out of you. I think we're all agreed that they did
4: it. <laughs> yeah, oh, my yeah. God, they did it. <laughs> oh, I, I That's wish...
1: the deleted scene where he uses the boomerang bow tie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, this a like, really slow crossfade, yeah. and it goes from day to night, and it's like, and then, and, oh.
5: And also, uh, Mickey is, like, sleeping, and, and Pee-wee's talking to him, and it's like just just typical pillow talk. He's yeah. like, "So tell me what Bucky it was like and when you were out. in jail."
1: Yeah, you know, one time for Halloween, I was Bugs Bunny when he dressed up like a chick. <laughs> nice,
4: nice.
1: <laughs> that was a pretty good time. But yeah, there is a fair amount of Bugs Bunny-ish type shit
0: going on in this with the back lot and the fake uh, drawing of the or,
4: or the eyes in the dark. That's yeah. very Bugs <laughs> Bunny. Yeah.
0: Was large Marge as scary for everyone now in their thirties as it was? <laughs> I think we all
1: saw it coming, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: It is crazy though, because that scene, that shot's like a second, maybe.
5: Yeah, it was way shorter than I thought it
2: was. Because I just remember, like, the memory of it, even watching it now, I thought there were snakes coming out of the side of her face. I thought there were, like, bloody teeth. It's not nearly as bad, but that was burned into my psyche my whole life.
0: It still is pretty bad, though, where, uh, like, I was telling you guys that in daycare or whatever, like, after school, I had to go to some daycare thing, and they literally played this movie every day because they just didn't want to deal with us, and we were fine with it. But after the first time, I could never look at Large Marge again. But even seeing it again like it's this long like they go to the place and mm-hmm. everyone tells them large marge was a ghost and then they show her death and like that's supposed to be the creepy part but i think they underestimated when they were pacing that out how creepy that kyoto brothers large marge face was going to be because that's clearly the thing and the sound which is like yeah. it's
4: so scary <laughs> like what the fuck? well because there's a, like a double track that's like high pitched and sped up <laughs> right? right so it, it's extra creepy then the awesome part is when she's like, "And tell him Large Marge sent you." Yeah. And then she just slowly looks forward, and, and her face goes dead again. You're like, and she is awesome.
1: <laughs>
2: like yeah. as soon as he gets in the truck, she's like, "It was on this day. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like this." And he's like,
0: "Oh, cool." Yeah. I guess though, if you are a ghost reliving your death over and over, you're fairly preoccupied with it. It <laughs> tends to be. <laughs> you're not the- going to do a lot of small talk before <laughs> you
2: get to the gist. <laughs>
4: Well, now here's a question. In this movie, I'm wondering if he he even has money.
5: Well, where does he get all of well, that this, shit? This is the
4: thing. Is it seems like he's got this like sort of pity relationship with every person in in that basement. Yeah,
1: like, we kind of discussed his origin story before yeah. he showed up. Oh, okay. We, we think maybe his parents are dead because his house is, is, is Also a man child, but he's got parents taking care of him. So we think Wee's parents just died and left him a shit ton of money. And the neighborhood, they're just kind of looking after him.
4: Right, it's like retarded th- man-child. It's like somebody set him up to survive in life somehow, and then died, or <laughs> yeah, then or went like, to man, space I just... or something. Uh, I, I'm saying he's a ward of the state. That's what I think.
1: I don't know what that means exactly. That
4: that means basically he's he's uh, functionally retarded. He gets some government <laughs> grant money, <laughs> so but he's but he's allowed to live by himself.
0: Super functionally retarded.
4: Right.
1: Okay, I'm with you, yes.
4: And he has some people who just check up on him from now, now and again. Super fun.
1: I agree with the additional clause that he got a butt ton of money from his parents who either died or abandoned him.
4: And no, you said they abandoned him because they left the Rube Goldberg machine to feed him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, they're
0: like, he'll be fine. Just like, It's like when you put out a lot of food for your dog and you go on vacation. It's like, yeah, it'll it'll all
5: work We've out. We've
4: made this elaborate machine so that you're always fed, Pee-wee, because normally you would burn the house. Anyway. Oh. down. here's
5: a question. Did he create the Rube Goldberg machines, or did he hire someone to make them? <laughs> I, Are those the machines assume... that killed his
1: parents?
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: maybe his parents aren't dead, but they were sick of his shit and they had to leave yeah. him. He's well, he's like 30. Mom. Okay, so yeah. here's, here's the theory. Pee-wee's 30, so he refuses to acknowledge that he's an adult. And they're like, but we're not gonna take care of you. So, look, here's a Rube Goldberg machine to make your (laughs) breakfast. You take care of yourself. We're gonna, you have fun.
0: <laughs> that, uh, when I was looking up random <laughs> trivia about this movie, that was one of the things I gotta mention is that supposedly Paul Rubens was working on a whole other movie about the Pee Wee character. He saw that people rode bikes around the back lot of Warner Brothers Studios and was like, hey, can I ride my bike around? And he had this 1940s cool bike and he loved it so much that according to this random fact on the internet, he started a new script all about the bike. And that's fucking insane. that's gonna
5: It be is a like, dream. I, yeah. It's not like, I mean, he's created this character that's effectively a child, so like having your bike stolen isn't, like, this revolutionary idea. He's, that's, like, as a child, that's kind of, like, the biggest thing you ever yeah, have to the, deal with. Yeah, that,
4: that's the fucking apocalypse when yeah. you a
5: child. I didn't find it weird that they really set up Francis as the big bad guy, and then, like, halfway through the movie, he's just unimportant.
4: I, I love that, actually, because it's... Instead of it just being repeated over and over again, it's... He's just the cause of the problem.
2: Mm-hmm, the problem... Yeah. The ultimate problem is... The fortune teller really. Yeah. She's the yeah. one who fucks him over. Although and that's
4: being too trusting, like although she's not only the problem but also the solution. Yeah because he she have sends him he
2: wouldn't have had said big adventure
1: yeah right. she but, sends
0: him on the quest but but on the quest he almost saw his bike when he was with the murderer and then he didn't so that didn't go anywhere but if he had not gone on the quest he still wouldn't have seen that bike he still would have saw it on TV when Brother Wayne oh, had it oh yeah at that's the end. a good
4: point yeah.
2: <laughs> would he would he have been watching TV at that exact moment if he'd he, he would not hospital been hospitalized I can't
0: guarantee it but probably he'd be watching TV I mean what else does he do with his that's
4: day
2: that's right his bike what is gone would have been like I think I saw your fucking bike on
5: Joel said something which I'll (laughs) let you describe. Okay, but Joel just said one sentence, and everyone in unison was like,
4: Holy shit!
5: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. We were saying that, okay, so we're trying to figure out what Pee Wee is and does. We figure that his parents were genius inventors, and of course, they died. The Hermans, which they set up a rule Goldberg machine to basically keep him alive when he was a young man. He never grew up. Also, there was a fortune-telling machine uh, that Mike Mike brought up. Yeah, Yeah. 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 this was Mike's theory that said, don't go outside today. It said that every day.
1: But we we debunked that because all the townspeople know Pee-wee. So if he never went outside before... But eventually,
2: that was for like the first ten years. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Until he eventually overcame that and was like, fuck it, I'm
2: going outside.
5: Like if his parents died when he was six years old... Yeah. And then he lived the next 10 years with this Rube Goldberg machine feeding him. and So he
1: didn't go outside until he was 16. Because right, exactly. Just said
2: right. It every day. I and think actually he just starts disregarding that. He's like, oh, yeah, you say that okay. every day. The last
4: gift they gave him was, was that bicycle. bicycle. Yeah.
5: He's emotionally stunted, right? You can't really, he's stuck in that time period. And
4: maybe, yeah, he's had know? to process this. Right. At, uh, somehow. However, he's channeled everything about missing his parents into that bike. Right. So the, he has he, to get it back. Yeah. In yeah. essence, that bike is his parents. If he
5: loses that bike, then he loses his parents all over again. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. let's be serious. The bike's nice,
1: but, but whatever. It's a bike, right. <laughs> <And why laughs> this. So bike's much? amazing. The bike can regrow handlebars. It has smoke sure, screens, sure. rocket yeah. engines, oil slicks. But at the oil end slicks. of the
2: day, he can't. He hates Francis so much because Francis streamers still has. Sorry. a Yes. Family. Yeah, family.
0: Francis has family, and yet Francis hates Pee-wee because Pee-wee has freedom and happiness that mm-hmm. Francis can never have. They both want what the other
4: has. Yep. They're oh. one... Grass is always greener.
2: Grass is always
4: greener. One is imprisoned by luxury, one might say. Oh,
2: my heavens.
4: Oh, you know what just blew my mind?
0: Pee-wee's playhouse is just his, like, treehouse other house. When he gets in the bike at the end of the show and zooms on home, he's going to that house.
4: Oh, Uh man. Uh, Crazy. Pee-wee's big adventure is shitty reality, and, like, the playhouse is basically where he goes to to chill out.
1: Uh, Wow, what a life. (laughs) Now, hold up. Going back to the playhouse just being his playhouse... If that's just his playhouse, why does the mail person come every day? Because <laughs> he's
0: always there, I guess. Like, he's like, yeah, he's not home. It's like how my parents have their law office two blocks from their house. So the mailman takes all the mail to one address because he knows. Right. Yeah, it really holds up because Craig was playing Pee Wee's Playhouse one day and I was like, God damn it, this is fucking great. Like, let's watch another one. <laughs> and like, it was so much unnecessary amounts of work. Like, every fucking second of that show is something cool happening.
4: And actually, that Christmas special, Mike you need to watch it it is and like just fucking hold on for dear life cuz it is amazing there's like is this thrill right it is a thrill ride. Oh, right. Um, great, Grace Jones' bit in it is probably what? my favorite bit. Grace Jones' bit? She's it? terrifying.
2: Oh,
0: terrifying. My she is really she like the super that? muscled out black chick? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: From Beautiful Kill. Uh-huh. That woman made me understand how to be afraid and aroused at the same I time. Know. <laughs>
3: like,
2: I know. Th- she screwed up my sexuality so oh, hard. It's so like, I want to die, so but I want to come. And Why didn't
0: she always hang out with androgynous David Bowie? Like, that is a yeah, powerful yeah. one-two yeah. punch of like, I don't know what my dick is even yeah. doing right now? <laughs> Did she hang out with David Bowie? Yeah. Well, I mean, who didn't? Yeah. Fair, Fair enough. Yeah. Anyone yeah. who's anyone. Mick Jagger hung out with David Bowie's mouth.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> on oh. Oh. his dick. In New York City. Right.
0: <laughs> Speaking of, because we were just you know obsessed with Dot in this movie, and that's why we watched 10 minutes of Valley Girl. Yeah. Do you remember? In is only season one of Pee Wee's Playhouse because they were on the East Coast, and when they moved to the West Coast, they got rid of her. But it was this little Brooklyn chick who would announce the King of Cartoons. Oh, DC. I love her, man. I love her. She is amazing.
4: Yeah, Yeah, we all love Dixie. Yeah,
0: and then in the later (laughs) seasons she was gone and I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I know. I think the King Cartoons is different too, but that was fine. I didn't want to fuck him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to, but I would.
0: (laughs) What was the one deleted scene that we found?
4: uh... No, he's uh, in a car with a bear. (laughs) Oh, yeah. has <laughs> a dream Off and of the then it has to do yeah. a, like a
2: tightrope walk
1: oh yeah, yeah. and that, Francis yeah. freaks it's him dream. out he's at yeah. a circus or something
0: how amazing is that like we're like we know there's other deleted scenes but we could only find one but it's a they got a, a live bear in a car with him and it didn't eat his face and then they're like we're not even using that
1: yeah, it. it's like and it's, it's a way it I feel like that bear got his I think he's sh- got his dues
2: I would say that this is the nineteen. 19- Eighty-five version of On the Road.
4: Yeah, (laughs) it's like,
2: don't be afraid of anyone. Be yourself. Be positive. Be a good person, and you're gonna have some great adventures. You're gonna have some great times, and life is gonna be amazing. But here's the question:
4: Is Pee Wee a good person? Because I kind of feel
2: that's the whole. See, this is everyone's like, oh, that pet shop scene took too long. It's like, no, it didn't. Because that pet shop scene proves that is though it. he's a fucking weirdo man-child who has a lot of problems at the end of the day. A lot of money. And money. He's a good man. He's willing to risk himself for snakes that he doesn't even like. This movie's got so much yeah. going on. It's uh, bananas. Yeah, like it's literally an assault on your mind. <laughs> yes. like, like, stop and catalog the scenes that we just dealt with. It's too much for 91 minutes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy.
5: Like, it's, it's strange too because it's it's a standard formula of a road trip movie, but he's by himself. Like, is that? I can't think of another movie like that. There's always like buddy or two people or a or group of, of people. Yeah. Uh,
2: same thing with that piece of shit on the road. He's got a pal. <laughs> all so right. that's all, okay. let's, let's all establish a thesis for this film. Okay. My right. thesis
5: <laughs> is be yourself, be polite. My thesis is that. This movie is doesn't have a deeper message. It's just to uh, reintroduce you to your childhood and, and the innocence of a, of a child.
4: The Beauty of life. Yeah, the beauty of life. The joie de vie. Oh yeah, we, and we brought this up. We were saying that this is what kids think a grown up life should be.
5: Yeah, that's, ah, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's what my theory one. was. Was like this movie is like what Paul Rubens imagines what a child would write as the movie that they were gonna that they think oh, adulthood yeah. is like. Everyone here, I
2: think this is quintessential part of our growing up yeah. Mm-hmm. like this really influenced my world view as an adult as, as creepy and weird as that sounds <laughs> it's like you should just enjoy life and understand that everyone is a goddamn weirdo all the time
4: <laughs> especially <laughs> at Large especially yeah. amazing Larry yeah. and it, oh, it amazing
0: definitely Larry. turned you yeah. against Jack Kerouac
2: you're like I've seen this before in Pee Wee exactly. and he did it better precisely and it's just like you shouldn't judge books by the cover and you should enjoy life and you should try and be positive. And that's it. You and should probably bang Dottie, though. Ex- exactly. Bang and Dottie. And if you get a chance to bang a chick who wants it so bad, do it.
1: Because the thing right. is, yeah, he spends the movie turning her down, but the outcome of the movie would have been no different for him except that he would have got laid Yeah. by Dottie, <laughs> whose tits were probably pretty good in
4: Valley Girl.
0: Well, he I guess, though, so my player. question, though, is do, do Dotties exist? Is that really a thing in the world?
4: Dotties exist. Sure, they do. Yeah? But are yeah. they worth it? Ah, who knows?
0: Yeah, there's you always... If we saw Dottie's side movie... You can't movie, sacrifice your goal. Yeah. I he, bet Dottie's up to some shit.
1: Yeah, Dottie's a sketchy <laughs> a feet.
2: sketchy hoe. Because if we had been like, oh, Pee-wee should just bang Dottie...
1: Well, that's why she wouldn't wants Pee-wee, because he's innocent, and she's been so guilty of things through her whole life. So come back to Mm-hmm.
2: be yourself. Don't be afraid of the world. Mm-hmm. This is very much a first world thing. Uh, because but you should, I mean, very pertinent a, in the go yeah, go 80s. Yeah, if yeah. you're a third world person, be afraid of the world. Like, it's not okay. You're going to get raped and murdered. Also, uh, in no live, time.
1: live every moment. Yeah. yeah and, and love every love day. day. Yeah.
2: yeah, and don't Clim- judge a book by its cover. Clim- Before you know Clim- it,
4: every mountain? Yeah. Climb every mountain? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Your okay. precious
5: life it. I
4: repeat. Okay, there we go. I like that.